Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. Your host, Jerry Dempsey, along with good pal and journeyman, Matthew Smith. What's going on, buddy? Journeyman. Huh. We're on a journey, buddy. Come on. Okay. I was thinking We're on a of- giant rock flying through space, celebrating Thanksgiving. I was thinking uh, journeyman electrician in that sense. Journeyman welder, as your father probably was. I think he was a master. I don't know. He taught the welding school, though, so I can t- I know that much. He was a master. Yeah, he was pretty good. What's up? How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. I cooked a turkey. I um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I brined my turkey. You ever do that? I have not. I've always been curious about that kind of stuff because I don't <laughs> like uh, the traditional oven-baked turkey. So because I don't like it, I always eat ham. Yeah. And uh, uh, I suppose I would give turkey a try if it was prepared another way. But uh, Well, here, I'll make it simple for you because that's how I like it. Sugar and salt. You throw couple cups of each into some boiling water right you can put other bullshit in there aromatics other things of that nature um but literally all you're doing is soaking it for like maybe 12 hours in a salt and sugar solution and the salt gets into the turkey and and the goal is to keep it moist while you dry it out in the oven look at us we're a couple of martha stewart's today well, I'm telling you, I could, I did it yesterday, and there, there wasn't, as much as I would put gravy on anything, there wasn't like a need for gravy. Yeah, that I put gravy on everything to because I don't like how dry everything is. That's because people dry their meat. <laughs> <laughs> I dry my meat. I mean, well, you should, but especially after you get it wet. <laughs> But like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't very difficult. And I just threw the bird in the oven, put a tinfoil on top of it. The other thing I do is I stuff it with apples. I chop up some shitty apples and I put them in the middle. Yeah. And that helps keep it moist, too. Look at you. I didn't know you were so domestic. I watch a lot of cooking shows when I watch my <laughs> wife watch TV. <laughs> I watch cooking shows too, but I don't cook. So it's more like I just stare at the television and I'm too lazy to change the channel. Well, I got it's more into it during COVID, you know? Yeah, I I, I, uh, I knocked myself out the other day. I was, giving, I was taking my dog for a walk and I bought this extra, extra, extra large raincoat, uh, North Face raincoat for Bill's games. Yeah. So I could like layer underneath it. And it's one of the best investments I've ever bought in my life. It's the it's the greatest coat. This thing, this those North Face people, man, this this thing would not get wet if you submerged it 300 feet underneath the ocean. But uh, it's gigantic on me if I'm not layering under a Bills, you know, to go to a Bills game. So Buffalo, I don't have much experience with Chicago. You know, I know they call it the Windy City. I've only been there a few times, very briefly. So I've never been there in the winter. I don't know what it's like there. But if Chicago never existed, Buffalo could take its place as the Windy City because it is fucking windy here. 
Yep. So I had the hood up on my coat the other day while I was taking my dog for a walk. And uh, when the hood is up, because the coat is so big, I can't see anything. And I walked right into a tree branch. And this, I swear to God, I this thing leveled me. It like I flattened me like <laughs> flattened me like a pancake. I got knocked out. Uh, the next thing I know, I wake up and I'm like, my dog is dragging my corpse through like this playground. <laughs> and, and there's and when I when I walked into the branch, it smashed my glasses and. So when I, I came to, my glasses were all like mangled and uh, I had to go and get them fixed. Well, actually, the place I took them to broke them and then they they hooked me up with new frames. But uh, I've had a headache for about three days, man. Awful. Not even to can to, take it away. To go to the hospital? Nah. I've had like six concussions already. I don't think I know what they feel like. This one just feels like I get t- took like a baseball bat in the eye, but uh, I don't know. So that was yeah, my... I haven't been knocked out in a while. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't... You're not klutzy like me. No, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I actually almost got hit. Well, this had nothing to do with me either, but I was driving down the road, and I noticed this on the road today that people... I don't know what pre-COVID driving skills were like, but I can almost guarantee you that as an aggregate, every asshole, self-included here, their driving skills have diminished since COVID. I'll just put it simple. And every idiot here, it's not illegal to be on your phone or something. Like, I know when I lived in Jersey, you know, you were texting, and this is a while ago. You know, this is a pretty hefty fine, and I'm pretty sure it is in New York State too, right? Yeah. But anyway, long story short, this fucking Jeep was must have been texting because he just came over the other side of the road. And I'm like looking at a head on collision one second. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to hit this guy head on. He cuts the wheel. And goes back the other way across his you know lane and into the fucking bushes. <laughs> wow. And I just kept I just kept driving. I was like, I'll see you later, dick. <laughs> That's scary. That's scary shit. But I'm like, I and I watch other people, and again, you know, trying not to be a hypocrite. I do it, but it's very limited. But like you look at every car you're next to at a red light or wherever, and everyone is on their fucking phone. And I'm like, there was some grandma, grandpa guy on his phone the other day, and I'm like, who the fuck are you texting, grandpa? You know what I mean? Your Tinder fucking connections. <laughs> So I hate social media. Absolutely. You know, I uh, I just I told you before I I couldn't find the red the red illuminated button on my mic. Yep, yep. I had it plugged in wrong. So I hope people could mm. hear heard my story. Uh, uh, I heard you. So I'm checking myself out. So we call that a layer one issue. <laughs> we call that a. First world problem. In the computer OSI model, open system integration. Oh, so the minute you start troubleshooting a network, you got to go to layer one. Is it fucking plugged in? 
<laughs> is that what OS stands for? Because I just had a update. No, that's my- operating system. OSI is a model to explain uh, and understand the whole computing world. I had a you know, up my OS system last night and uh, took forever. Yeah, OSI basically takes you everywhere from your keyboard to the bowels of the internet and explains how everything relates and connects and talks to each other. Look at that. Look at you, man. You're a wise, you are a wise man. You can brine a turkey and tell me about OS ones. I'm telling you today's topic folks is role models and love it or not. You will be one in at some point in your life, whether you want to admit it, whether you want to be one, or whether you just think the whole idea is bullshit. Um, I'm going to start, Matthew, with a quote from a, a gal. Her name is Gal. Gal Ann Heard, and I'd never heard of her before today. Um, her quote says, if you cannot find a good role model, then you should be one. Hmm. So, go ahead. Oh, gal, that just seems so simple. That just seems so simple. Who's this gal woman? I don't know. I just found her on the internet. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that quote. Sometimes these quotes are just, in my opinion, just they're too simple, you know? And if life was that simple, I'd be a lot more successful than I am. So are you you poo pooing the Occam's razor? I'm just poo-pooing quotes that are too cute. You you actually said something to me when we were planning this topic about, I, I, and I might have it wrong. I, I might not put it the same way you said it to me, but your quote made a lot more sense than this gal woman's quote about how, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you said something that your kids won't remember everything you teach them, but they remember how you acted or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. People remember how you make them feel. <clears throat> something like that, yeah? Yeah. You're forgetting your own quote. <laughs> that very... Probably wasn't inst- mine to begin with. <laughs> well, the very instant you sent me, you sent it to me in an email, and it made a lot of sense to me when we were trying to plan the topic. And it was something like, your kids, you know, you're, you're a role model to your kids, whether you know it or not. And, and most people realize they are, but but your reasoning was they're not going to always remember or listen when you're when you teach them, but they're always going to absorb, you know, the way you act. Yeah, something like that. Well, they're going to follow your example whether you like it or not. I think is what what that yeah. was all about. Perfect, perfectly stated. Yeah, they're going to watch you in action. You know, like when you're yelling at the supermarket clerk. Um. I gave the finger to somebody the other day in this big truck who was hauling, believe it or not, this guy was hauling a bunch of um, porta potties, which, you know, is kind of like in our theme, right? Sitting in a porta potty by yourself is where most of us get to be the smartest guy in the room. But anyway, this guy fucking tried to cut me off, and I was just assuming that these porta potties were full and they probably smelled. So there's no way in hell I was going to let this fucking guy get in front of me. So I had to do some evasive maneuvers to get in front of him. And then once I completed, completely cut him off and was very happy with myself, I gave him the finger. 
Were your were your kids with you? Yeah, my son was. And he was like, what Dad, you- what's what's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. My kids think I'm insane. And you know, one of the things is I'm always trying to teach them don't let other people get over on you. <laughs> you know, that you know that that you're just that no one is more important than you. You shouldn't be you shouldn't let anyone treat you like shit or you know, walk all over you. I think that's an important lesson. But because I try to teach that, I'm always kind of on guard, you know, and I'm 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 punchy, you know. I'm ready to uh if I sense someone trying to get over on me, I kind of go for the jugular and it's too much for my kids, you know. They they think I'm insane. What's the quote? Like if you stop and fight with every dog who's sitting on a porch barking at you, you'll never get to where you're trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, that's 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 an interesting quote. That's uh, there's a there's a quote I I I like better than gals, but uh, I know my father raised me that way, and it, I think it just made me punchy. I don't know, you know. Well, I mean, you know, let's face it, and not everyone has the luxury of having a father. Although I can't say that I actually considered having my dad a luxury. I often thought I wish I could have had a better dad, but that's kind of dickish of me. Yeah, um, I think everyone does until they get removed from their father and then they realize their dads are pretty good. Well, I mean, none of us are perfect. And you learn, like, what I learned from my dad, to put it bluntly, if I were to sum it up in one thing, is he learned how to figure shit out. Remember at the funeral, my dad's funeral, some one of our neighbors came up and said, your dad had so much knowledge. He knew how to do all these things. And, you know, it's too bad you can't capture that kind of stuff when, when guys like him leave. And I'm like, I shook my head and I told him, no, he didn't. He just fucking knew that he could figure it out. And because I watched my dad toil over things like uh, the engine of a car. You know what I mean? for weeks on end i'd watch him sit with the fucking chilton's manual thumbing through it drinking coffee smoking tons of cigarettes calling (laughs) some of his buddies you know and then we'd figure some shit out and then he'd move on to the next thing i mean you know but he he, just had faith yeah but even that you know i i think that's lost in our generation i i my father was the same way, you know, I don't know what exactly that he knew how to do everything, but like you said, he knew that he could figure it out and I can't figure shit out. Maybe I don't Does your have dad a- ever have a handyman come to the house. <laughs> no, my, no, my father was a handyman, you know, I mean, I know, that's the joke. And <laughs> but don't you think like the idea of calling a fucking handyman to come fix something at your house would just, you might as well just like stab your dad in the heart or something. Like, <laughs> God, you know, I, I'm I'm at the point where I'll like call a handyman to take something out of the fridge for me and defrost it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I have no shame. I'll just I'll pay anyone to do anything. Uh, uh but you know, so even if your dad didn't know have all this knowledge that the neighbor claimed he did, he had it appeared that he did because he always figured shit out because he knew that he eventually could. And I, that's, that's something that's been lost on. I don't want to, I won't speak for my generation, but it's been lost on me. And I always envied guys like that and admired guys like that, like your dad and my dad, that they could do that. So, you know, um, 
it, there's there's one way they acted and like my father that was you know i wish i could follow in his footsteps like that yeah there's like a whole movement of like getting back to the do it yourself kind of stuff and what's annoying to me is like they have these dumbass shows with like a hot chick with the hammer and like her goofy husband who's like flopping around like like probably you and I could do for sure. <laughs> and then they're like taking some shitty beat up house and turning it into like this beautiful renovation. And you know, like nothing could be a bigger lie than those kinds of fucking shows. <laughs> like the minute they shut down filming, like the crew of Mexicans comes in and whips that fucking house <laughs> into shape. <laughs> Do you ever see the the one where the the fat husband and the cute little wife is they're rebuilding a an entire town in like Mississippi? It oh, sounds awful. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet though. I do always wonder like. And like, and like the guy is always the contractor and the wife is always the designer, like on every one of those shows. Cause my wife watches those shows religiously and, mm -hmm. uh, they just seem ridiculous to me. They are ridiculous. And like I said, it's kind of like when you and I were kids, <clears throat> I remember when Rocco came out the movie, Rocky, who doesn't right? but you got a false sense of. Like he gets in shape in like 30 minutes or 15 minutes worth of movie time. And you're like, oh, yeah, I could get in shape like Rocco. <laughs> I'll go run around and drink some raw eggs and fucking run the stairs and I'll be ready to fight the champ. And I think that's where it started. Like because of, you know, we get this false sense of like how hard something is to achieve <laughs> because of shit like both of those movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone can. Don't you. In order to get in shape, you need you need a, a montage. <laughs> you need Fucking a three minute montage. montage and a cool song to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! That movie gave us "Eye of the Tiger," the second one. What a dreadful song that What's is! What's really annoying to me? I actually liked that song when I was a kid, so I can't. Well, when to you say I hate it now, which I know, but it feels hypocritical because I, you know, could still like rock out to it. <laughs> But like, where was I going with that? And I forgot now. Eh. You know, well, here's the thing. When you're a parent, like, because again, your quote made me think. And uh, um, I was always aware of what I was trying to teach my kids, but I was never necessarily aware of the role model aspect, you know, like. I probably would have spent more time had I realized that yeah, I would have spent more time worrying about how I conducted myself and less time trying to teach them shit. Yeah. Cause I realize with my own kids, this is a kind of a hard thing to admit, not a hard thing to say on this show, but a hard thing to admit to myself that the things in my kids that I don't particularly like, uh, I realize they're my traits. Like my son and I will butt heads. My son will, my son has a lot of characteristics that like will drive me crazier that I just don't like. And then I stop and I realize, well, that's me. He's yep. like everything I don't like about him 
is he got from me, you know? And so, you know, that makes me wish I had conducted myself differently. Interesting. And my kids are still too young for me to do any of that post-mortem kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, as humans, like your son is approaching teenagehood. Yeah. You'll probably start seeing it more. And when you do, you're going to, you may, I'm, I, I'm never going to, I hate when parents tell other, other parents what, what they are going to see or blah, blah, blah. You may, he may act in ways that at first you, you know, coil at his behavior. Then, but then when you get away from it, you may think, holy shit, he got that from me, you know? So I noticed it a lot. The further my son got into high school, you know? Yeah, I mean, my kid's in eighth grade, but um, the only thing he does now that's that I have to kind of give him shit about is he micromanages my daughter. <clears throat> and he'll, like, parent her right in front of me and my wife. And I've had to say to him, I'm like, hey, why don't you let me or your mother do that job, buddy? But it's funny, too, because she'll wave her hand and kind of dismiss him. And that reminds me of me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't need to listen to you, schmucky. <laughs> so do you think that athletes are role models? That's a debate that society constantly has. And I think it's a stupid debate. Well, it goes back to that other question. They're going to be, whether you like it or not, people are going to look up to them. You know, I had um, I had a boss, uh, one of my old jobs, who was just a fucking nice guy, super religious. He used to like bless himself at a like a corporate dinner where everyone's like doing shots and talking about going to the titty bar later. And he'd like say, you know, like he'd say, God bless my food and all this shit. And he used to talk about Tiger Woods religiously. And Tiger Woods has a swing coach. We should we should always be striving to improve our game. I did a presentation one time. It was fucking awesome. And I filled the room with like 200 no people. Doubt. Well, no, it wasn't just me. It was like a day of presentations. I was like the MC, and but there were 200 people in the fucking room. Me and my buddy got them all there. You know, we did all this shit, and at the end of it, he like he said, "Oh, it was a pretty good job." And then he critiqued this one thing I I didn't do, and I wanted to fucking just grab him by his throat and slap him. But then he was like, you know, Tiger Wing, Tiger Woods has a swing coach. I'm like, fuck you. He's a fucking pro golfer. What do you expect, asshole? You know? And then about a month later, Tiger Woods got busted cheating on his wife and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I wanted to fucking say something to him. Like, oh, there's your fucking idol, dick. But, you know, again, it's it's a pro athlete cheating on his wife. And I think there was more to it than that. But, like, you know... Yeah, he was doing a lot of drugs. I mean, I feel millions bad for the guy. Millions and millions, millions and millions. There's millions and millions and millions of affairs. You know, like why is it so surprising that Tiger Woods had it's an not, affair? Not to me. Exactly. I fucking get life, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I mean, don't give a shit. So I, it goes back to my question: like, why, why is there even a notion that pro athletes are role models? I remember when the Bills. Back in the '90s, when they were good, you know, and and yep. uh, some of the the core, like Bruce Smith and people like that, they 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 were often getting into trouble off the field. 
Yep. And I was a lot younger and I was like appalled at Bruce Smith's like, you know, use of cocaine or he smashes a Mercedes into a tree. (laughs) Yeah. And then like I had a, I had a, uh, my girlfriend at the time, her brother was like, who the fuck cares what he does on when he's not on the football field. We we just want him to get sacks on the football field. And I, I was like, you know what? This dude is right. Like Bruce Smith, he's a, he's a commodity. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. He's a really good player. I like him because he sacks quarterbacks. That should be enough. Because of the kids. We do it for the kids. (laughs) Fuck the kids. (laughs) I'm so fucking sick of the kids. You know, it's funny. Here, I'll take this in a different direction. I was on a job interview one time, and I knew I had the job. Like the hiring guy already told me the job was mine, but he had me interview with some hand job I was going to have to work with later so you know how you do those like meet and greet kind of interviews right so this guy like real douchebag he's talking about his role models and jack welsh and all this other shit and he goes uh who are some of your role your your heroes or role models and i told him rodney dangerfield was (laughs) (laughs) just to be an asshole and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, look at the guy. You know, he was just selling aluminum siding and then decided he wanted to be a fucking comedian. Became the best. Don't fucking, yeah. you know, and I looked at him. Right, I looked at him and I went dead serious and stared right in his face. I'm like, don't question me. <laughs> but see, there's there like there's like you can admire traits in people. But when you some like the role model. I believe that, you know, father's our role models, but role models are just, it's just a role. It's just a part, you know? I mean, I think that we glorify the word role model and the definition of what we think it is, you know, like that example you just brought up with Rodney Dangerfield, like, yeah, he's that I I've, I've actually thought of that very anecdote before that he was a, uh, aluminum siding salesman and started his entertainment career late in life and blah, blah, blah. And that's, a, as, that's admirable. Cause I add, I admire his drive, you know? Yeah. But like, it. but again, like, you know, when, you, when we start talking role models as a society, I think we have a, 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 we have a tendency to glorify that role, which is, stupid you know i especially now like if you look on on like social media when it's father's day or something like this all the everyone our age will like talk about their fathers and they'll be like you know he he was the hardest worker who ever lived and he never complained and provided for his you know it's a big circle jerk bullshit your father complained your father didn't always want to go to work he did because he had to, but like, he's just like the rest of us, yep. you know, like I, my dad was a really hard worker, but my dad, my dad wasn't a great man. He was a good guy, but he wasn't a great man. You know, Yeah, I but mean, there was a point in your growth, in your growth where you started to empathize with him or look at absolutely. his life and absolutely, take, you know, like Jesus, he's just a guy. Maybe I should be kinder to him. Exactly. Like, right. I mean, right. I don't know when that hits for most people, but when I got to into my teens, I just saw how fucking hard my dad worked. Right. And I was like, if I, I'll take some shit from him, but I'm going to help that guy because he deserves my help. 
Yeah, you know? absolutely. I you know and uh, but I read some of these Facebook posts and they're like they're just so over the top, you know. Like there were there were moments your dad was an asshole. <laughs> I, I hate to, <laughs> not you, but you know, like when I read these posts. Like yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the me too movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I could think of a thousand things where my dad didn't, you know, wasn't always like the the best role model, but he was a good guy. He worked his ass off. You know, he tried to do what was right. He didn't always do what was right. You know, he had his moments. So I remember once he took back cheese at Wegmans. They sold him bad cheese. Uh He stormed into that fucking store like, you know, (laughs) someone like (laughs) raped his wife. And it was just over fucking cheese. And I was working at Wegmans at the time. I couldn't hide, you know, I, I couldn't hide fast enough. I could, I wanted to shrink and disappear. Cause I'm like, there's my old man bitching about cheese, you know? And it, it was over. And, it, and again, it was, it came from that like South Buffalo blue collar. No one's going to get over on me, you know? Yeah. And you know, he was acting like a dick and that whole attitude, no one's going to get over on me has caused me to act like a dick and has caused my kids to be embarrassed of me. So, you know, Everyone is always just trying to do their best. And a lot of times we fail, you know? Well, I totally agree. Um, But I think the role model, especially as it relates to family, you know, you have a daughter and she's got a boyfriend who treats her pretty well, right? Yes. And that, see, like... You immediately went to Jesus. They 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 follow some of my bad traits, or I see some of the bad things. But you don't see all the good because I don't know why. You can figure that out. But the point I'm making is, she went out in the world and said, "I will be fucking treated with respect from whatever, any guy I fucking date." And I think that's massively important because, like, I see my little daughter now. She will take shit from no one. Kind of like, you know, it's almost like tempering that take no shit like that you heard from your dad but then also have kindness like my daughter's the kindest person in the world but if any of her little friends fuck with her i mean she can get pretty evil pretty quick that's good and the way i treat my wife i mean i'm pretty good to her i take a lot of shit from her probably more than i should but it is what it is but i know for a fact that girls that have that get to watch their dad and mom kind of take care of each other. Even if they fight, that doesn't mean shit. It just means ultimately they do the right thing and take care of each other. And that's, that's a blueprint for they'll go looking for that in the world. I think Does that makes sense. Versus some of these women that let themselves get treated like shit and guys too. Right. It's not. Yeah. And all the other combinations of genders that are out there. I don't leave anybody out <laughs> or we yeah. can all be assholes. Can't we? Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you don't even know probably the half a million good little influences you've bestowed on your children that they walk around going, oh, yeah, this is what, you know, it's about forming expectations from other people, what you will accept and what you won't accept. Right. And I think I mean, that goes I think, back. I think that goes back to your message to me that when we were talking about the show, you know, you saying that your kids are going to learn more about how you from you about how you what based on how you act and the example you set then they are going to learn from you like telling them something 
So well, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, and like I watched my son. Like even though I said I said on one hand he'll micromanage my my daughter, but he you know, they're at a karate camp together, and at the end of the week the the lady running the karate place, she goes I have never in all my years teach and she's been doing it for like thirty years okay, she's like I've never seen an older brother just take such good care of his younger sister, and of course I immediately took all the credit for that right, <laughs> but like <laughs> but you know. A little bit of me, a lot of my wife, and then just what he decided he wants to do is, I mean, I don't know what other inputs go into that, but shavings do make the pile, as they say. Boy, look at you and your quotes. I'm on fire, baby. It's all that, <laughs> it's all that fucking strychnine from the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Tryptophan. <laughs> Tryptophan. Whatever. Look yeah. at you, scientist. <laughs> That's the only thing I know because I was watching people yawn at the at the table last night, and I kept thinking to myself, "Tryptophan, tryptophan." <laughs> Dude, I was in a fucking turkey coma yesterday. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't talk much last night at the dinner table because my daughter pissed me off. So, <laughs> <laughs> yay! <laughs> well, I think we've killed another one. So, right. Anything you need to add there, brother? Just fuck the kids. Yeah. It's okay to be a hypocrite. That's right. <laughs> our, country, right a... our country was built on hypocrisy, damn it. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. All right. Squatters' All right. rights. <laughs> All right, man. Stay free. Later. Thanks.